Welcome to the new reality edition of Bite Marks Cafe right here on Hawaii Public Radio where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. And of course, this week we'll jump right into our conversation about the Maui Economic Development Board and of course the projects that they are involved in. And I'd like to welcome Leslie Wilkins. She's the Executive Director of MEDB and here to talk about the recent EDA Community Navigator Award as well as STEMWorks and the aerospace industry, and whatever else we can think about. Welcome to the show, Leslie. Well, aloha, Bert. Thank you so much for having us. You know, I, when I think about it, I've had people from MEDB on the show, but I don't know if I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Have I had you on before? I think I was on once upon a time with one of my <laughs> colleagues in the Women in Tech program. Oh, maybe. But, uh, that was probably that, a while it's ago. It's been a long time ago because, you know, Women in Tech and now STEMWorks has been around for 20 years, more than 20 years. Well, you know, I, I um, when I started to look at all the things that MEDB does, uh, you know, this I started off wanting to talk about the Community Navigator, but there's such yeah, a wealth absolutely. of things that, that you folks are involved in. I mean, I think we can probably cover a number of different topics. And and maybe, you know, since you brought up STEMWorks and since it's been around for uh, 20 years, like you said, in fact, you know, when I first heard about STEMWorks, it kind of uh, pretty much was uh, located on Maui. I mean, I think it was open to everybody in the state, but it was pretty much kind of a Maui Maui event. But it's really kind of evolved into a statewide event. And I know that um, the recent recent uh, STEMWorks conference was is over at the the convention center, but uh, I guess COVID kind of kind of made it go virtual. But uh, yes. tell us tell us a little bit of the history of STEMWorks and and what do you have planned for I guess twenty twenty two? Absolutely. Well, you know the origins of STEMWorks was our effort to try to brand. Uh, we look at the education, STEM education pipeline, we like to say, from Keiki to careers, Keiki to careers, and making sure it is inclusive and reflective of the beautiful demographics of our population. Starting under women in tech, still under the auspices of women in tech, but we got tired of saying, but it's for everyone. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. It's gender neutral. We're trying to bring more girls and underrepresented groups into the STEM pipeline. So we started branding all of our respective programs under STEMWorks, whether it's STEMWorks Innovation, STEMWorks Energy, STEMWorks Ag. So we are now in 31 schools across the state on every island. We offer it as instructional lab project-based learning in school hours, as well as in the after-school space for middle school and intermediate school. And basically, it is service learning. I think our tagline says it best. It's download knowledge and upload service. We really empower students to pick issues in their community that um, are meaningful to them. And then in their labs, where we try to provide them with industry standard software, everything ranging from geospatial to lately Minecraft, 3D printing, et cetera, to go back in the lab, work in teams using technology to find a solution to build a minimally viable product, something that they can say they made a difference and made a contribution. Uh, We train our teachers to be facilitators of um, student learning, self-directed learning, They teach through inquiry, 
And it's all about helping our students be the problem solvers and the critical thinkers mm-hmm. um, for our issues. It's yes, they are very technology savvy. They learn to code. They learn all kinds of technology. But most importantly, we know that is going to change so rapidly in their lifetime. It's making them confident, building self-efficacy and self-learning and staying resilient and uh, knowing that they can um, stay abreast and be contributors to our economy. So so last year, I think the uh, STEM Works was a virtual event, right? I mean, and then We not, did not... our STEM conference. Yes, this will be, I believe I have to count on my fingers, I believe this will be our 12th annual STEM conference mm-hmm. uh, coming up in April 8th. We're going to tiptoe back into in-person instruction. We know our young people, as well as ourselves, the adults, are a little Zoom fatigued <laughs> with yeah. virtual offerings, uh, and so it's not quite as engaging. So we are going to try a one-day conference. Usually the conference is multiple days, and we bring in our neighbor island schools and they get to stay overnight. But mm-hmm. for social distancing and health and safety concerns, as we move um, slowly and carefully back into in-person, we're hoping to gather our students, hopefully about a 1,000, with social distancing at the convention center, and but only one day. We'll bring students in and out. On It'll be a Friday, the same day, and we're looking forward to great breakout sessions again with all kinds of advanced technology and also professional development for our teachers. So there'll be tracks for students and tracks for teachers as well as what our students look forward to every year, the STEMIs. Yes, we're um, co-opting <laughs> Emmys. <laughs> but, but anyway, um, our students can submit their um there for a competition, and it's in everything from uh, graphic arts, media, movie making, GIS, uh, you name it, even music. Um, they can submit their awards, and uh, it's a hard job for a difficult job for the judges. I never want to be in that role. And then we award the STEMIs, so it's fun that the students get to be recognized for their innovation coming out of the STEMworks lab. And, of course, then we'll have a lot of um, mentors there. We always bring in some young professionals working in STEM careers to uh, be available to mentor and talk about how they got their start, their educational career pathways. So, Leslie, this is just one program that MEDB is involved in. And, you know, the name Maui Economic Development Board, I mean, that's a – I would imagine that it encompasses – anything and everything in economic development on Maui and beyond. But for the topic of, you know, what we're talking about, STEM, and, of course, some of the other topics that we want to engage in, it's largely in kind of this uh, tech sector. But you... Yeah, we're in the innovation sector. We, um, you know, it's hard to explain what we do, but we have three pillars. Maybe that's the easiest way. We try to inspire and catalyze, I guess, inspiration and innovation in our business sectors, in education, in our, in our community engagement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, And we try to work on the intersectionality of all of those. So we do work on diversifying the economy in Maui County and the state of Hawaii to create 
other sectors, other job and career opportunities to try to help balance our economy. I think our mission was definitely affirmed with the horrible pandemic, which really showed the concern of being so overly dependent on one economic driver. Mm -hmm. And how do we diversify? Also, with our high cost of living, how do we build more high-wage, high-growth jobs, that um, what we now see can be done remotely. So we keep our young people at home and uh, practicing their skills and, again, helping to build a better Hawaii. So that's the business side. And to do that, you have to work on the education and workforce pipeline. They have to be done concurrently. You can't do one without the other. So we always say that economic development has to be linked with education and workforce development. And then the community engagement. Um, economic development needs to be done with voices at the table, a cross-section of our community members being heard and voicing their goals and hopes for the future of Hawaii's economy. So, so Leslie, I do want to talk to you also about the, you know, the impact that, that MEDB has had on a variety of different things. So what, do, what we'll do is hold that thought. We'll be back after this short break to continue our conversation with Leslie Wilkins, Executive Director of the Maui Economic Development Board. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe on Hawaii Public Radio. I'm Bert Lum. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Leslie Wilkins, Executive Director at the Maui Economic Development Board. And of course, right before the break, Leslie was sharing with us some of the, the things that she's involved in. And I think, um, Leslie, you might have mentioned uh, before the show that you have, what, something like 20, 20 folks working at MEDB. Is MEDB probably one of the, the bigger economic development boards in Hawaii? I mean, I know there's Oahu Economic and there's Kauai Economic and... And Hawaii Economic Hawaii. Development. Yes, yeah. those are our sister organizations, which we work with very closely. And they're our friends, our colleagues. We have lots of shared, well, our missions are shared and very much aligned, but we each have a unique perspective for our um, communities. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I think we are the largest. We have two staff members on Oahu, um, several, uh, we have now four on Molokai, and then the rest of us are headquartered on Maui in the Research and Tech Park in Kihei. Oh, great. And we do have a a statewide reach in our STEM education. Um, We like to say that we serve locally, but expand statewide. Yeah, and and like I had mentioned earlier, the STEM works is an example of how your program has expanded beyond, you know, Maui and and actually services the entire state. So that's great. Now, Another vehicle for that has been our partnership with Code.org. Um, MEDB is the Hawaii regional partner for Code.org, which is a nonprofit that we feel has the most progressive computer science curriculum and training methods in computer science. We believe, like they do, that every student should have access to computer science education, that it should be as foundational as 
history and English and math and social studies, and quite frankly, should be integrated throughout all those subjects. So in the last three years, which is when we began our regional partnership, MEDB is honored to uh, work with trained facilitators who teach the curriculum, and we have uh, trained more than 1,500 teachers on every island across the state who in turn have reached and implemented computer science with more than 73,000 students in the Department of Education, ranging from K through 12. So that's, uh, it's really, really important to lift um, our computer science. And uh, we just actually got recognized. I just came back from the Regional Partners Conference, and Hawaii has reached 87% of the Hawaii high schools offer in the DOE offer computer science. We still have a ways to go, but um, we are, uh, I think, the highest state as far as penetration that way. Still a long way to go, as you know, to make sure that we have equity of access in uh, connectivity and broadband so we can have equity of access for all our students across all our schools. Well, and of course, it's not only <clears throat> equity of access, but equity in terms of digital literacy and, yes, and computer absolutely. literacy. And I think absolutely. there's a, a, a direct correlation between the work you're doing in computer science and, and digital literacy. So I think totally. for everybody, in fact, you know, the, the computer, uh, there, was a, there was a bill in the legislature that passed in computer science and education. And, and it not only includes high schools, but it goes all the way from K through 12, right? Absolutely, as does our training of teachers. We're training K through 12 teachers. Um, there, are th- there are three different levels, and most recently, they're launching even an AP curriculum in computer science. So, yes, we train K through 12 teachers, and uh, we're continuing to do that this semester and next, and over the summer. So, please, any uh, interested DOE teachers please let us know. We would love to sign you up for training. It is subsidized for our teachers, and um, it's about a $1,500 average price tag for the teacher, immersive teacher training and the curriculum, but that is subsidized by our partnership and grants with Code.org and the grants that MEDB brings in um, from federal partners. Well, you know, Leslie, you just brought up another topic that uh... – I can I can do a little breaking news on today is that uh, we have a signed proclamation from Governor Ige announcing that December the week of December sixth is Computer Science Week. So, yes, it is. Yeah, that's so, very exciting. Yeah, that's great. And we have uh, I'll I'll send you the proclamation. I just got I just actually picked it up today from the Capitol, <laughs> and I'll send it to send you a digital version of it. But uh, there's a whole bunch of events that are going to happen. I think uh, uh, during that week. And I'll save I'll save that good stuff for uh, another show coming up, and, and we'll talk about some of the activities that are taking place with the, um, the uh, computer science week. So, yeah, that's, yes, that's hour of code and all of the above, which is yeah. a uh, code.org uh, sponsor program. Yeah, so you'll get to speak to my other partners and colleagues. <laughs> well, that's great. I you know, and again, that's another program that uh, emanates out of uh, MEDB and and that that uh, not to mention another one that I think is kind of a cool thing, which is the work that you're trying to uh, sort of catalyze around the aerospace industry. And I know every so often, you know, I'll try to get a get a hold of you and I find out, oh, she's over at the Amos conference or something. <laughs> I'm thinking, what, what? So what? what is MEDB's role in, in sort of fostering this, not only 
aerospace, but, you know, Amos is a, a telescope up on Haleakala. And just last week, we had some of the folks from uh, Pan Stars yeah. on the show talking about tracking and, and um, detecting asteroids. So how does that fit into your uh, economic development activity? Well, absolutely. You know, um, there is more than $5 billion uh, that comes into our state in contracts um, around the aerospace industry. MEDB now for 22 years has hosted a conference called AMOS. It's not, it's a conference. It's not the telescope um, on a Science City site here on Maui and Haleakala. But it, it's uh, an environmental space conference, and this is a very timely topical subject with what happened with Russia shooting down a defunct satellite, which mm-hmm. caused debris to go throughout lower Earth orbit, causing all kinds of potential damage and even threat to humans in the space station. So what Amos does, it brings together international um, academics, researchers, commercial space, Department of Defense contractors, and military Air Force, Space Force of different countries to collaborate on the space catalog, opening up and looking at what is up in lower Earth orbit in space. We know space is both very congested and contested to see how we can uh, mitigate the debris and, um, you know, make um, space safe, a safe domain for all with collaboration. So MEDB is the presenter of that conference, and it uh, happens every September. Uh, We've had to do it virtually, but this past year we were able to have a hybrid conference with having some folks here on Maui as well as, of course, all of our international partners and attendees had to patch in virtually. Mm-hmm. We we also work with young professionals and students interested in aerospace and space. Um, they have the opportunity to be mentored by these amazing leaders in space policy and research uh, for two days prior to the Amos conference, and they actually do a hackathon this year's hackathon was just on that, space debris mitigation. How do we bring down all that junk that no longer functions and can no longer, um, you know, autonomously be driven to change its course. How do we uh, do that and um, what are solutions for that? So, Leslie, uh, you know, you brought up the, the Russian shooting down their their satellite and then basically breaking it up into hundreds of thousands of pieces. Yeah. And, and given this, you know, definite interest in in collaborating, coordinating these kinds of efforts. I mean, what do you think happened with that particular one? They just said, we don't, we don't care about anybody else. We're just going to shoot it down and, you know, not, not, not tell anybody? Um, it was uh, not well received in the international community, and it will probably be the subject, one of my colleagues, I'll quote her, it will probably be the subject of space policy discussions, papers, and research for several years at the AIMS conference, um, we do um, have a call for papers and usually have about 200 abstracts come in on the latest breaking research in space. And uh, we have uh, every confidence that this is going to be a topic of conversation 
for quite some time. It was quite startling. Well, you know, I would think it it would could have simply been uh, handled by a phone call by someone telling somebody, you know, do you think it's a good idea for us to shoot down this satellite and then, you know, have a decision that uh, results in maybe a negative and not, not do it. But evidently, that simple act did not take place. So I don't want to get into, you know, geopolitics right now, but... Uh, you know, I think uh, there's probably try to be that neutral convener to bring all the parties together for meaningful discussions and um, finding out how are you good players in the space domain. You know, there's so much stuff that we need to talk about, uh, Leslie, and, and I, I do want to give you a chance to talk about this uh, community navigator uh, project that uh, you just got some funding for. So we'll hold that thought. We'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with Leslie Wilkins, Executive Director from the Economic Development Board. And we're talking about economic development on Maui and beyond. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Welcome back. This is Bite Mark Cafe on Hawaii Public Radio. And, of course, uh, I'm Bert Lum. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Leslie Wilkins. She's the executive director from the Maui Economic Development Board, and we're talking about economic development for all of Hawaii. And right before the break, uh, you know, we were talking about all the different things that <clears throat> MEDB is involved in, from STEMWorks to Code.org to work in the uh, aerospace industry in Hawaii. And now... You know, when the, um, uh, I guess, in the activities that you, you get involved in, Leslie, the grant that you recently got from the Small Business Administration, can you tell us a little bit about that and, and what do you have in mind for uh, leveraging, you know, these uh, uh, community navigators? Absolutely. Um, you know, MEDB was tapped last year to get S, um, to get CARES Act funding out to our small businesses that were hurting. Uh, we got about $5 million out the door to over 430 businesses to help them mitigate for COVID, whether it was to build HEPA filters in the air conditioning, uh, restaurants, outdoor dining, to e-commerce, uh, building a lot of e-commerce presence. And what we realized is, and what the SBA, which is the source of our funding for the Community Navigator, is that um, we were not able to get the SBA resources and other CARES Act relief funding out with equity across all our communities, particularly our rural communities and our minority communities. A lot of people that got those products were the ones that already had financial statements, financial advisors, banking relationships, because it was fast and furious getting that money out, and they got their applications in the portal. Mm -hmm. So this is a pilot and demonstration program that was put out by the Biden-Harris administration to help build equity in the SBA and build SBA um, ecosystems, if you will, in our rural and underserved communities. We applied for this just from Maui County, a Tier 3 grant, which was for a rural community or municipality. 
Uh, we'll be serving all three of our islands in Maui County. Uh, as you know, we have some of the most rural communities between Hana, Molokai, and Hana mm-hmm. in the state, which is, I think, um, and it's a very ground, community-based, ground-up model. So MEDB is the hub. So we will be leveraging what we do, which is coaching businesses, helping businesses um, from startups to more mature businesses have better fiscal management and be more competitive with marketing and do that within these communities by building capacity. So we're the hub and we are excited to partner with many spokes that reach deep into our communities. Everything from um, the HANA Business Alliance to the Voices of Micronesia of Maui to um, the Lanai Chamber of Commerce, the Molokai Business Center, um, Purple Maya is going to help us with reach into the Native Hawaiian community, um, MEO, which is a sister nonprofit, Maui Economic Opportunity, is going to translate their core four early business program into Spanish and um, several dialogue, dialects of, um, for our Filipino Chamber of Commerce. So we're really uh, looking forward to working with these community-based organizations to train them, help them build financial infrastructure and coaching within their community context and within cultural context to help small businesses within their community be capital ready. Um, I got to hear from SBA administrator today, Isabella Guzman, and that's a quote from her, that SBA Community Navigator Pilot Program is all about building equity and clear pathways to capital for our underserved communities. So um, that's the mission that we're going to try to adhere to um, with our partners. So yes, a million dollars is exciting to hear, but that's going to be well distributed throughout our communities. So yeah, you mentioned tier three million dollars, and you mentioned the number of of partners that are going to be involved with you know the being becoming that that the community navigator how do you how do you propose they apply for some of that uh, money what is your process by which they would you know maybe fund whatever whatever um uh program that they're going to be putting together absolutely so all the folks that i just mentioned are spoke so they actually were part of our application process mm-hmm. so they are already approved as our spokes So they are already going to get a share, a designated share of that money. But what we want is that the small businesses in their communities, we're going to set up access for them to reach into the small businesses in their communities to help um, them, coach them, mentor them, and build financial capacity and infrastructure in those businesses so that they can actually be positioned to get SBA funding and other capital. So that's how that works. So these organizations are already have don't need to apply. They were in the application process with us. And and what would they typically be doing? Would they be holding seminars, you know, giving people uh best practices? Absolutely. Well, first of all, they're going to be um undergo quite a bit of training, right? So it's a train the trainer model so that they in turn then can um, uh, do exactly that. They can give one-on-one coaching. They can do it in a cultural context, within appropriate language, um, geographically, within these rural communities. 
so that basically um, also the Maui County Small Business Development Center is a partner, but so that they don't have to come in to Maui Island and to the Research and Tech Park to meet with SBA. So we're going to train um, within these communities folks who understand the financial needs of businesses to be able to engage and get funding and capital from the SBA. So it's a train-the-trainer model so that businesses can have mentoring and train trainers within their own communities. Leslie, thanks. Um, thanks. We're going to have to end it there. I want to <clears throat> thank you for joining us. Leslie Wilkins is the Executive Director from Maui Economic Development Board. I want to thank you for joining us today and thank you for listening to Bite Marks Cafe. Join us next week when we'll talk to a couple of companies graduating from the Accelerate Hawaii Pre-X program. If you missed any part of this edition, you can find a podcast of tonight's show on BiteMarksCafe.org. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email me at BiteMarks at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at BiteMarks. Our engineer is Javid Chong. You can catch us on HPR 1 every Wednesday or anytime via the HPR app, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Of course, you stay safe. You stay awesome. We'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe.